It's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. The Bob and Zip Show with Ben Kelly. Playing the devil's advocate, Bob Rivers. Ah, I always play your jingles. I never play mine. How are you all doing? Doing well. All right. Actually, good. tonight's a good night. Is it a good night? What makes it good? Yeah. Oh, I guess somebody served, served me up a little salad. That was good. Like that. Um, got a chance to catch up on a couple of auditions. Uh, salad with all the fixings, Ed? Yeah, wink, wink. Apples and all kinds of stuff in it. Yeah, it was really... Spinach, spinach based, of course, which is good. Because yeah. anything dark Now, is, is that good. because of your upbringing watching Popeye or because... You know, it's so weird that you should say that because today I put on Popeye socks, which my sister bought me for Christmas. And Popeye was my absolute hero as a kid. Come on. I'm telling you, he was my hero. I just, uh, he was my best friend. I was, I was, you know, a latchkey kid, and Popeye and I were, were thick as yeah. thieves. And we remember, Ed Kelly, uh, you said last time that... Uh, Papa was a Rolling Stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. I believe he said that. Is that right? <laughs> he had some he had outside some, children some, and another wife. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> some, what do you call those children again? Outside children outside and children. another wife. And that but, ain't right. <laughs> he didn't have them from another wife, though, right? Yeah, yeah, another woman. Did you have the same other enlarged... women? Yeah, so I could see why Popeye was like <laughs> the ideal dad figure, right? Oh, all I ever wanted was olive oil. Did you have the same me. enlarged forearms like Popeye? From... <laughs> my dad. A lot of downtime. No, my dad was. Oh, okay. uh, he was uh, skinny and tall like me, just a rail. I think. It but let's top... get back to Popeye because you don't no. do an impression of your dad. No, <laughs> actually, I do. <laughs> Whenever I say, you behind the bike shed, stand still, laddie. That's my dad. Okay. Oh. He did have the thick Scottish accent. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, both, they both did. They, it modified a little over the years. My mo mother more so than my father. My father never lost it. And your parents, did they, uh, what's the word, immigrate from Scotland or were they, they, they emigrated, uh, second they emigrated to Canada? I am first generation removed. I went on a sojourn actually uh, two summers ago to Nova Scotia, New Scotland, where they landed. I went to the actual pier where they uh, de deboarded from. They, they came from Liverpool because, you know, right, they right. built the ships in, in, in Glasgow, but they, they departed from uh, Liverpool. Right. So we have a statue of liberty. Does Canada Canada have like a bronze cheese and back bacon or something to welcome people? How does that work? Well, there's a giant beaver, but they keep a cloak over it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you so you grew up here, a latchkey kid, and yes. I, I want to get back to Popeye because uh, what we need uh, we need to think of our heroes. We need heroes. Yeah, we're very we? short on heroes and people to look up to. Would you agree with that? Here, play heroes and villains, will you? <laughs> Beach Boys. You know it all comes down to Beach Boys songs with me. Oh, that's yeah. another great, uh, great. That like that's the best. The Beach yeah. Boys were. Uh, Brian Wilson were just. Oh, we I mean, should, you know, the we Beatles do... were like in awe of, of Brian the Wilson. The Beach Boys. Yeah. yeah, they were. Yeah. In fact, they lifted a lot of his ideas. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Back to Popeye. We're having trouble mm -hmm. staying on track. Yeah, that's uh, okay. I liked your Popeye, 
that's a subtle hint, by the way. But you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was actually one of the very first bits I did for ACN when I came. I just auditioned for them uh, twice before they actually hired me, the American Comedy Network. And uh, the first one of the first things we did to tell you how irreverent things were back then, the Pope was coming through America, and we did. Uh, maybe I told Pope you this. Pope, I remember Pope I the Holy Man. I'm Pope I the Holy Man. In fact, <laughs> yeah. I believe I made the music for it. You, I mean, I think you may have. Yeah, because yeah. you were you were the guy that did that back then. It was like I'm Pope I the Holy Man. My Popeye sucks these days. I live in the Vatican. You know, eat spinach <laughs> for dinner and bless all the sinners. I'm Pope I the Holy Man. Whoop, whoop, you know, that was one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> that now <laughs> we, we did a uh we did a popeye too yeah um i mean we started talking about spinach uh-huh. and uh when i grew up my mom would always buy and maybe she would buy it because it was the cheapest okay but iceberg? she yeah she would always buy iceberg less hate it well and i as i understand it iceberg is the worst lettuce for you there's nothing in it right it's got yeah. almost no nutrition None. almost no fiber zero it's just it's just decorative guess, what would you describe it as it adds moisture that's all yeah. it does it's a wet leaf <laughs> and so i loved it and i still love it these days yeah. Yeah, yeah and my wife of course you know what a wife's job is is to tell you is to fix you <laughs> and tell you all the things you're mistaken about of course and um and so she really set about telling me that that was horrible lettuce it is and then she introduced me to the, all this green uh junk like arugula, arugula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and her point was that it had way more and then i read about it it had way more vitamins all kinds and I, I, I didn't resist. I'm like, okay, I should probably be eating that. It has more vitamins. Yeah, darker the better. But I really didn't care for it. Yeah. And so along comes spinach. <laughs> and there's something about spinach. I, I, don't, I don't know what happens to it when you blanch it. I mean, <laughs> it sp- wilts. <laughs> spinach goes lip, limp yeah. faster than a 70-year-old with no Viagra. <laughs> Okay. It well, wilts like crazy. Yeah, it, but that's one of the good things about it for soup, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, and, but in a salad, it's yeah. spinach is kind of magical, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and it seems like it, everything coats it really well. And I, I do baby spinach because it lasts longer. And, I, you know, when you buy it in, by the tub like I do, um, it, it's a good thing. All right. So you, and, and so what has happened over the year? Also, spinach is one of the best easiest things to grow out in your garden is that right i I didn't know you wouldn't have a garden you're in a condo you know overlooking the city of detroit you can also see sauron and the lidless eye from mortar from there i believe (laughs) uh but yes uh so so anyway popeye would do this thing where he'd crunch the can with his hand yeah and he would gobble the spinach and he would become massively strong now i don't know and by the way, you'd watch the Popeye uh, cartoons with his health message in them, and then Tricks are for Kids and Fruit Loops commercials would come out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then completely erase all of the good things yeah, yeah, that Popeye yeah. taught you. Yeah. But, but the whole point of it was other people didn't like spinach, 
And, you know, but it was so good for you, you had to learn to like it. Yeah. And and, and as a kid, I was like, ugh, spinach. And my mom, here's the thing that every mom of my mom's generation did wrong. They brought, They were brought up in the era where canned food uh, was cheap. Mm-hmm. And so if there's anything on this earth more disgusting than canned peas, <laughs> it's canned spinach, right? Yeah. Although lesser peas are quite good and they're canned. What are those? Lesur, they call they're called S E U R, and they're in a chrome silver labeled can, and they're oh. absolutely delicious. They're smaller. We well, gotta watch out for the. I, I don't know what Lesur is. Is that a vegetable? Um, no, Lesur is the, the, brand, the brand name. name. Yeah. Oh, it, and it, it's, it's canned spinach. No, it's canned peas. They're very good. Yeah. Wow. Can you can can peas without can, turning them into puke? Yes, they're actually very very good. They're kind of sweet. Uh, and they're about half the size of a regular pea. And those damn French, they you just do what? everything. Better. I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah. Go ahead, Google but, it. You'll but see. It, it, they will never pass my lisp, uh, lips. <laughs> lips. Unless I'm in hospice and can't speak and someone spoons <laughs> them into me. And that you know, could happen any day. It could happen sometimes. Yes. <laughs> I don't like to dwell on it. Anyway, so Popeye I was also my favorite. And um, of course, every kid who is bullied, likes Popeye. Mm -hmm. And I was. Because Brutus is the bully, and Popeye, once he has his spinach, gives him magical powers. Yeah. Something like that. Right, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's to be able to kick the shit out of a bully is, I mean, that's what every kid dreams of. Right? Take that, you big palookas. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm glad you're a fan. Zip, were you a Popeye fan? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Look at how committal he is. Yeah. Zip is uh, just, Zip's never waffles on anything. No. no, he gives you, no I, uh, Zip will give yeah. you a definite maybe about anything. Zip doesn't want to offend me if he doesn't <laughs> oh, like Popeye. You know why. Zip's yeah. the nicest guy oh, in the world. But. Let's see him turn his pipe upside down and open a can like a can blowtorch. Of, yeah, yeah. That huh? was a neat trick. I thought that, that was, was a neat cool trick. trick. Whenever was, he was trapped and he could yeah. only reach the spinach with his pipe. Yeah. And yeah. Eat spinach, but smoke, kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And um, also, he had a bad eye, did he not? It was always closed for one reason or yeah, another. So, I always yeah. figured it was a war injury. I thought it was a pirate thing hmm. that he was, you know... Um, I never really thought about it, actually. But Winskager. There's a, there's a <laughs> so the only other time I was I was able to bring back Popeye, uh, you did it for that bit, Popeye. Yes. Um, I brought him back once, and I believe it's Spike doing the Popeye. Mm -hmm. um, it was when the, all the spinach was contaminated with E. coli. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Then, well, at which time it happened? Yeah. Uh, so can, can you guess what the name of our bit? Yours was Popeye. Can you uh, guess what the E. coli? Popeye. There you go. <laughs> I'm Popeye the farmer man. I's talking to salad fans. Your kidneys are finished if you eat spiked spinach. I'm Popeye the salad man. 
It'll rip up your tuckus with squites like bazookas. I'm telling you, cause I care. We washed them and bagged them, but now we've red flagged them, cause E. coli got in there. If you've got those leaves, it's bigger risk. Tisk tisk. It could be a pain in the can. And do your keister a favor, eat more root of beggars. Cause spinach has now been banned. I'm pooped by the farmer man. I wish I had washed my hands. As farmers, we've finished wheat in your spinach. I'm pooped by the recall man. And unfortunately, uh, now uh, every time I open a bag of salad, I remember that song. Song, oh, <laughs> so hard. That's Speaking of vegetables, yes, um, I saw something really, yeah, saw something really funny on this show we're watching, uh, and the show is very frustrating because we can't binge watch it. Ah, uh, and, and uh, I'll I'll mention the show at the end of, when we give our tips for yeah. TV. You do get spoiled, though. There's this, uh, uh, there's this scene where there's a grandma. There's three generate, four generations living in a house. So mm-hmm. there's grandma, uh, there's uh, mom, then there's daughter, and then brother's son, because brother passed away. So really, that's four generations. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what the show is. It's Mayor of Easttown. And it's the new vehicle uh, for what's her name, Kate Winslet, who was you know famous for the Titanic. Um, oh, I saw the promo for that. Yeah, yeah, it's big. Mm-hmm. It's getting a lot of hype now, so I should mention it. I didn't but, recognize her though. Well, and, and by the way, I do want to mention that before I tell this the vegetable story. Mm-hmm. Um, she produces it. I mean, I I don't know if she wrote it or where the story came from, but this is her big project, and. She's awesome in it because I could have never pictured her chain smoking, vaping, drinking herself under the table. Right. And, and you know, being frumpier as she gets older. I, I wanted Kate Winslet to be the same person that said, Jack, Jack. The hot one, the hot one that posed nude and then, and then yeah. let, let him sink in the, into the drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so in the show, I, I mean, I have tremendous admiration for actors and actresses mm-hmm. who grow older and play those parts, even though they were sex symbols when they were younger. Yes. Meryl Streep, for example. Oh. Meryl, there's a, a show Meryl's in right now where she's a writer mm-hmm. on a cruise ship. She's still with, hot. With another famous writer. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. hot even she's, in the casket. She's if you ask still me. hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, and I met her in person. So she, and believe me, if you think she's hot on film, yeah. who? Well, hopefully she's <sighs> 98.3 at least. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's a given. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, so Kate Winslet does a good job on this. And anyway, her mom yeah. living with her, and the whole family is messed up. And, you know that you could see from one preview, yeah. but her mom and it does this funny, funny scene. And I'm just going to give away this little scene. Her mom goes to you know that everybody's in the house; they're all fighting all the time. Mom goes to the freezer, and she's mom's probably about seventy five years old. Yeah, she opens this pull out drawer freezer, and she reaches in and she takes out something that reminded me of my childhood. Okay. Frozen mixed vegetables in a oh, big, yeah. ugly plastic bag. Did your mom Which ever I, buy those? I I still buy those. And that was a treat 
because they weren't in a camp. Right. They Anyways, were close, they were closer to the real thing. Yeah, clo- they were better. That's when yeah. I decided I hate canned stuff. Yeah. So she pulls out these this bag of vegetables, and she puts it on the kitchen table, and I'm like, "That's a weird thing for a grandma to do to pull out a bag." <laughs> and she gets a bowl, right? Yeah. And she opens the bag of vegetables, and whips out a pint of Hagen Dazs that's hidden in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. So. I mean, how to keep the haagen from your children, grandchildren, yeah. and great-grandchildren, put it in a bag of frozen vegetables. Yeah, yeah. No, if there's, uh, and, and I, I see her point, because if there is a half pint of any variety of haagen in my house, it, it will not last the weekend. Yeah. How's Lizzie, won't. by the way? How's she? She's doing well. She, she, she kicked, kicked ass and took names last week. She uh, painted a house, did five rooms in the house, landscaped uh, two other places, and she's got like three grand and a bonus coming uh, from them because the house sold in two days. Wow. So, so yeah. is she like, sh- is she it's making, she's making good bread. She's, she's an, out earning, she's she's an totally earner, out earning as they say yeah. on The Sopranos. Right? She's out earning me, which is, you know, a little emasculating, but I can deal. <laughs> she out earns you? I think she does, yeah. Wow, yeah, and you're but you're a big time voice talent. You make yeah, decent it, bread. I know this. I, I do okay, but it's up and down. You know, like this this morning was a good day, uh, but the, you know Friday was a good day. But I had nothing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday last week, but my regular gigs. You know, uh, which are ongoing. Yeah, you know, stuff like cut. this that doesn't pay shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have fun. I just don't get rich. And the comedy network that is a labor yes. of love, but also isn't super lucrative. I imagine. No, but it's good. It pays the rent. Yeah, it pays well. Okay. And the radio show does okay. So I, I've got these fallback things that yeah, keep yeah, yeah. me from poverty, you know. Got it, got it. Yeah. So uh, so we've hinted several times that we'd like Lizzie to come on. Mm-hmm. Just because any anyone to give us the point of view of someone, you know, born within the last 30 years would be, <laughs> yes would, it would be great I, I would love to know if but is she shy about it because i know i like a drop hints but then i figure i don't want to you know uh, you know me i never push anybody to do anything they don't want to do <laughs> where the hell is she? <laughs> <laughs> she well she does have an anxiety disorder i think once you got her got her in the inner comfort zone she'd be fine okay now. she is uh, but if, tell her if she has an anxiety disorder, she'll fit right in with Bob, <laughs> Zip, yeah. and Ed, right? Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. God, anxiety is is only my middle name because I'm afraid to put it first. And I, I have never seen you display anxiety. Well, I think when, when I was at your place a couple of times at the radio show, just going into the show, I may have seen a tiny bit of it, but I don't remember ever seeing it being visibly debilitating or present that I could read in any way. Yeah. I suppose Even, I, sh- I should confess it, but keep, keep talking about how I don't have it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've said some of this before. Um, I grew up very insecure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up picked on. Uh, my dad, you know, had... Uh, he, he he didn't have any outside children from another wife, <laughs> but yes. he had he had uh, my dad and my mom <laughs> were strict Catholics, yeah. Who believed, uh, I believe wholeheartedly that the more children the better, huh? And so I'm the oldest of eight brothers wow. and sisters, wow. And 
and she popped them out like if it was every other year something must have gone wrong <laughs> and so uh you would think you know being the oldest uh, and the leader and going first i would uh, i would have a certain amount of confidence yeah big brother and all of that right but something happened to me as a very young child and uh I only will talk to my psychiatrist about this. Hmm. If you can't, ca if you can't catch that hint, Dr. Freud, uh, I don't know what, <laughs> is Ed Kelly a voice actor or what? Just a moment. <laughs> yeah, so thank you. You're talking about your childhood. Yeah, yes. take me back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's and, just you and I. Yeah. Oh, good. And uh, something happened. Uh, my dad was a 50s dad who, you know... He thought the more you yell at your kids, you'll beat some sense into them. And there's some truth to that with certain children, but yes. go ahead. And, and so as a result, I felt like I was never good enough. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when it came to people, you know, people. People who need people, yeah. I was, um, for some reason, I had no filter. And so I was hmm. always getting myself into trouble and I was always getting and people and then I was sensitive so all the males in the world saw me as weak hmm. and they uh, oh did they pick on me oh you know. Well, being unfiltered and weak at the same time is a recipe <laughs> yeah. for disaster oh, it was a total right and by the way I saw it in my son Andrew who won't be yeah. here this week because he's touring but, um, my son Andrew was also picked on all throughout school and high school and uh, one year in high school, I think it was a freshman. It was uh, it was two thousand one or whatever, and it was Halloween. And Lisa thought it'd be a great idea. She made him an Osama bin Laden costume. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is three Not weeks a after. Good idea. Yeah, maybe five weeks after nine eleven. <laughs> we weren't laughing about it yet. <laughs> And he he got rolled. And anyway, so it, it, I don't know if it would do this to everybody, but it yeah. made me always think I was not good enough or that I was a fraud. And and for some reason, I um, I had this determination to prove them wrong, but never any actual satisfaction, even when things went well. So I, a superiority complex with no satisfaction from the results. Wait a minute. I would an inferiority complex. Inferiority. And yeah. yet you are proving everyone wrong, which means superiority. So you are overcompensating. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I didn't really because I had all these pe I surrounded myself with all these people who were better and, you know, had talent. And then I sort of orchestrated them speaking. And really, I didn't. Um, it's funny because David Litterman, when he retired... Yeah. They, they asked him, how did you feel about, you know, re changing t television and the way late night goes? And he responded with, I spent the whole 25 years figuring I was about to get fired and not sure if I was any good. <laughs> and when he said it, I was like the same way. It's like every time, it, like good ratings, I'd be like, okay, in six months it could all go away. Uh, how do I top this now? Yeah. How do I keep the window no. to the kite? It was all terrible. And so... Yeah. The freeing thing, and really I should be paying you guys just for therapy. <laughs> the freeing thing about the podcast. Is it? No one's ever. No one's, no one's disagreed. Hi. The eyes have it. <laughs> uh, did you get that maple syrup I sent you? Yes, thank you, by the way. Um, I, I'm yeah. reserving it for yeah. coffee only. Um, 
the thing about this that is so nice is that we have really no rules, yeah. no boundaries, yeah. and we can go deep on any subject we like. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I still enjoy the complaints. By the way, is it sick to doctor? Is it sick to enjoy when people uh, heckle me and complain? No, there are many men who pay big oh, that's money, that's big money yeah. for dominatrix types yeah. to make them feel inferior. <laughs> I'm talking about mental pain. I want to straight the whips and the physical pain. I'm not into. Yes, um, well, she also did is very derisive and reductive of you and your looks and all everything about you that makes you unmanly. So it is also mental pain. Thank you. And boy, is it expensive. I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah. I must say. So uh, so insecure. Yeah, uh, totally insecure. Uh, uh, ruled by fears. I was afraid of flying. Oh, but fear's a motivator. Yeah. But, uh, well, fear, for some reason, fear was a big motivator for me. So I spent my whole life deathly afraid of flying. Every time I got on a plane to go to a funeral or a wedding or a job interview... I would think, why am I walking into this thing? It's going to crash. I don't know. This thing weighs a gazillion pounds. How does it stay (laughs) in the air? Like, I really, you know. Yeah. That's not uncommon, Bob. That isn't uncommon. But is it uncommon for that person to go out and take flight training and buy an airplane and and get an instrument rating? No, that is not uncommon. That's batshit crazy. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, you know, nutty stuff. Uh, But but here we are, and we get to, you know, we get to explore stuff deeply. And I feel like Zip should... uh, did, I was just going to say, Zip, did, did you fly or did you ever uh, aspire to because your dad was into it? I wanted to. I never got around to doing it. But mm-hmm. I did have this, uh, I don't know if it was a death wish, but I jumped out of the that airplane as part of the AAF promotion. Oh, and whenever I used yeah. to get nerved up about something, I always look, would go back to that experience. Like, well, I did that. This can't be any worse. So That's skydiving, cool. literally? Yeah. 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 Wow. That's Static the one thing that I jump. can't bring myself to do. I've done everything else. I love flying in anything. I love going up in a chopper. I've been up in a gel, a bell jet ranger. I've been up in, you know, the mash style one with the open sides where you can fall out. I've been yeah. in everything that I, every chance I could get, I, I would fly. And I used to fall asleep on takeoff on commercial flights. Um, but I have not been able to muster the balls to do skydiving. No, nor would reason. I. Uh, Zip, no. what, just before you, what kind of plane was it? Like a little Cessna, Cessna one eighty two, probably seats yeah. taken out of it, and sure. were well. That's so they can smuggle Nancy cocaine afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the Piper Cherokee. No. <laughs> the uh, the skydiving business is just a front. <laughs> but <laughs> it was pretty. Enjoy, please uh, ignore the uh, gold medal flower that's been spilled by the cooking crew on the front seat. We'll have somebody in to clean that up just as soon as the windows are open. Thank you. Well, the instructor, I remember at the beginning of the training, said, we want you all to relax. We want you to enjoy this. We also want you to know that we haven't bounced anybody. <laughs> oh, what a, that, that is, was the yeah, term. That's a term. They, they use that all the time. And so but, um, preparation, do you watch them pack the shoot or did you just uh, completely trust? No, 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 not at all. It was pretty... Um, pretty hokey really you jumped off this little tower so they wanted to prevent you from breaking your ankles they were hopefully you hit the drop pit which was a sand pit 
So it would be a soft landing. Right. Captain, can you use hopefully as you do the cabin <laughs> announcement? I want to hear hopefully. And uh, hopefully uh, we don't bounce anybody this time out. Huh? Last time we had a bit of a mishap. But that's been cleaned up and the insurance <laughs> has been settled. I'm happy to announce. Thank you. But, uh, you know, it, yeah, it was it was it, uh, pretty. It was, I think I, I jumped from, wasn't that high up, like 1,800 feet? That's maybe? not very high at all. No, at And all. it was a static line, so you jump out and the static line pulls, pulls. the chute open for Got you. Okay. But you're also supposed to have the presence of mind. You count to six, and if your chute has not opened, you need to <laughs> reach yeah. up, disconnect the old chute, and then punch the reserve chute, which is on your stomach. Yeah, in 1,800 spun- feet. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's pretty scary. So, yeah. literally. Yeah, it was pretty uh, Do you rehearse this? Did, uh, do you do it on the ground? You, you know. No, yeah. you just go up and do it. Yeah. It was wow. one-shot deal. And so think- how do you count to six? Because I would go, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Nancy Hodnot, who jumped. Remember Nancy Hodnot? I do remember the, that, yeah. So she, yeah, she uh, was in the same plane that I went up in. She said at about four, she could see my arm coming around for the reserve <laughs> shoot. <laughs> and you know you know why I think I was so I am so afraid to do that and God bless you for being that brave zip but I think my mother would say because she packed parachutes for World War II she was in the women's auxiliary force in Britain and she said that they had to, the lacing was so specific when they when they did them up so they wouldn't tangle and they were all made of silk of course and yeah. she said that she had to sign she had to sign every parachute that she packed and if it didn't open she was up on a murder rap. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, this was nowhere near that uh, disciplined. And it was all <laughs> old, old army issue stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the shoots and all the stuff. And it was it was pretty okay. How could a mistake, but, uh, though, be murder? I don't get that. Well, it would be manslaughter, likely, but she would be charged with the death, though. I wow. remember her saying that to me, and that to me as a child was just terrifying. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Now, I couldn't do that, is it? I, uh... I would have to feel that I had some kind of control and being the pilot holding on to the yoke. Right. Like, it, it's funny. Um, I'm a little bit better when I'm the pilot than when I'm on the back end of a big, huge commercial air, airplane. Isn't because, that something? Because I can't look over freak. his shoulder. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and, and so for the first, I, I'm fine now. I can fall asleep on takeoff. But when I was first taking flight training, I thought, well, this will cure me of my fear of flying. But then I would get on a commercial aircraft and I would go, what's going on up there? Did he remember to put the flaps down? This is the time that the wheels <laughs> should come down. And, and I, in other words, I'd be, oh, I'd be worried that he'd screw up. And I was on one flight that had issues once. Oh, boy. And it actually, uh, I'm not going to mention the airline. Good. But you can see Russia from their shores. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Alaska Airlines. Come on. Stop! <laughs> you can say it, but you have to use the whistle. Okay. Right. Alaska Airlines. There you go. Good. So, uh, and, and by the way, it's my favorite airline in the whole world. I know this. And nothing went wrong on this flight, but something was wrong. And because I was a new pilot, I detected it. So, And it was a quick flight from Seattle to Portland. And as we were taking off, um, you know, it's just a beautiful day. I was really excited because it's only like a 25-minute flight to Portland. And on a, on a, they call those puddle jumpers. And on a flight like that, by the time, even like if you go from one Hawaiian island to the other, yeah. by the time you get to a leveling out attitude, 
you know, uh, in Hawaii, they have time to hand you one plastic container of pineapple juice and a cookie. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and right? you strap yourself in, and we're descending for Kauai now. <laughs> um, so, and going from Seattle to Portland's like that. It's only a like a three and a half hour drive. Right. And so, anyway, we're getting up there, and I noticed that we had stopped climbing. Oh, boy. And... Um, we like we would normally go up to I don't know ten thousand feet or because I knew the class uh, I think it's called Class A airspace. Donovan could correct me, but anyway, I knew we were we were not up as high as the jets usually cruise because I would take my own plane down there. Right, and then I started to notice like my ears popping and the pressure just didn't feel right in the cabin. Huh. And uh, and so I'm like, the pressure doesn't feel right. We're not at the right altitude. And by the way. I still, I would do all of this today because I dramatize everything. Yeah, perfect. Nod your heads if you've mm-hmm. noticed. Perfect. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. And so I, I'm like, okay, this is happening. That's happening. And then I'm talking to myself and I'm going like, the pressure feels odd to you, but, you know, these guys know what they're doing. Do you think you're just imagining it? Yeah. And so anyway, I'm just, I'm like, no, we're at the wrong height. We should, and by the way, no one, everyone else on the plane is, you know, nothing feels wrong to anybody. My ears are popping. And all of a sudden, the pilot comes on and says, I'll do my best Ed Kelly impression. Right. Uh, just uh, let you know, uh, we are uh, we have some uh, difficulties with cabin pressure. And uh, I, can't, I can't even do it like you, so I'm just going to say it. So <laughs> at this point, he says... Like it should be nothing to worry about, uh, but when we land in Port- Portland, as just as a precaution, you might see some ambulances and some fire trucks out there. Just want to want to let you know, not to worry about that. <laughs> oh Did God. he know who he was talking to? <laughs> <laughs> and and of course, it was nothing. We landed, and they you know they had a. It might have been uh, some some pump might not have been working. It was it was nothing. Right. But, but they're gonna they're they're gonna sell it as such. But the but the next day, I did the dumbest thing you can do on the radio. I went on and started talking about it. Oh boy! And Spike t- started pretending he was the captain. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> and by ten a.m., you know, we'd lost their advertising for oh, a little while. That's too bad. Not only did we end up making up and being friends, we became very good friends, uh, Alaska. Uh, but you know, and I realized you don't joke about that stuff. No. Um, but. You know, I also blew it completely out of proportion. Yeah. But the public doesn't know that. (laughs) By the way, speaking of flying, uh, our friend Donovan, uh, that episode is by about 25% the most listened to episode of our podcast. Not surprised. And um, you can find it on April 21st if you didn't hear the story of engine out after takeoff over the San Juan Islands. I did, did ch- yeah. Did the NTSB come up with a, a ruling on it? What they um, there, so they apparently they do two kinds of ruling. They do a preliminary, but then the full report doesn't come out for a year. Uh, but at the end of the day, they know they really can't they can't come up with a cause because you know they can't find anything wrong with the fuel after the plane is la- sunk in water. Right. Right. And um, and nothing else mechanical appeared to be wrong. So you know the engine quit. And <laughs> you're so, you're so dismissive about well, it. Well, that's what happened. And, yeah, and, I know and, that. 
And I've been driving a car for as long as he's been flying a plane, and I can think of at least five or six times that my engine quit on a car. Yeah, he just pulled into the breakdown lane and got the phone out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it need a flotation device. You're already on terra firma. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I spoke to him, and uh, he wants to come back on the podcast just to say hi and to talk oh, cool. about something else. And I, I said, sure. Um, we have another potential guest coming on the podcast. We have Spike on Thursdays. Uh-huh. Normally, Andrew on Tuesdays, uh, but this week he's traveling on his way somewhere, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there is a, a woman whose um, email I read maybe two weeks ago or maybe last week who was the midday personality when Zip and I were on the air in Boston. Oh, her name, Karen. Her name, Karen Grace, yes. She also did, God, I don't know how many years, maybe 20, 25 years of talk radio. Wow. And I said, I was, I, you know, I finally called her because I felt guilt, like, guilty reading her letter on the podcast and never getting back to her. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it was one of those phone calls where, like, I could talk to this person for six hours. <laughs> but then I got into a spot where the cell phone was going to go dead. But the Lord and my wife wouldn't take it very good. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I invited her to come on the podcast, and she's going to call. That would be cool. great. Well, I, I hope so. Um, because, first off, you know, she might not need us. Right. She's she's used to being in a room on a show for three or four hours. Yeah. And I cannot understand how people do this without a co-host. It's a gift. It's a gift, man. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. Sure. It's a gift. It is. Um, Let me think about that. So I have... Is she still working? Uh, Well, I'll get into this. Uh, but I got to stop on that. It's a gift because I don't know what to say about that. It's a gift, I guess, if you can do it and keep your heart and your soul. But I, um, you know, there's an old legal expression, only a fool has himself for a client. You that <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's it. But Well, yeah. it, it, like uh, people who do solo talk shows, yeah. to me... Um, and I've, there's been some I've super admired over the years, but I would talk myself into a circle and I guess I just assume they're doing it. Like most of them are, you know, pretty hardcore political shows. I've never heard someone, and, and by the way, in a political show and, and I'm not judging anybody. He says, which is what you always say when you're judging when people. You're gonna you do don't want to get a call. Judge somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but political shows have a template. Yeah. Uh, just like Oprah had a template. Men mm-hmm. are bad. We're going to help you women cope. That was her template. Mm-hmm. And political shows, you know, if it's a if it's a right wing show, the left wing is always wrong. It's easy. Well, you're thinking on the national level. I'm thinking more of on a local level. I've actually seen local talk show hosts who, when the phones don't ring, can just fill ad nauseum for hours. Yeah, and you're right. It's a gift to be able to do that. Yes. Maybe it's a fear I haven't overcome yet. Maybe. So, anyway, Karen did the, and it's frightening to me a little bit because I'm like, I hope she needs us. Yeah. <laughs> she comes on. <laughs> but I also, I, I'm hoping she wants to, t- well, she sent me a bunch of stuff she wants to talk about. And by the okay. way, 
her letter of stuff she wants to talk about yeah is three pages long <laughs> well she does bring <laughs> she does bring a history after all all right and and by the way some of it's really fascinating stuff that we have touched on some of it we have not touched on okay uh the bill gates i didn't know about this there's a bill gates jeffrey epstein uh-oh angle did you know about that no I've been hearing rumblings about that the last week or so, ever since the divorce thing that started to pop up. Uh And uh, I'm going to skip a bunch of the stuff she said. Um, But here's one of her teases, and she'll Uh come on next week. Mm -hmm. The Irish Mafia in Boston also has a prostitution ring. How I almost lost my life drugged for that recruitment like that's a story damn wow whoo yeah that's some kind of hook yeah <laughs> so don't be shy uh, Karen. <laughs> yeah, that's scary stuff i'm Bring scared just hearing about it yeah one okay. of the things i think about when zip and i were in boston yeah is how much crime and mafia there was and we were Oblivious to it, weren't we, sir? <laughs> we were oblivious yeah. to a lot of things. If someone said, go to this guy's house at 2 a.m. and he'll fix you up with something, we'd go like, all right, let's go. Bang on the door. Boom, 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 boom. And then we were know. caught up in creating characters, the you know, the the bit stuff. Yeah, that's right. Morning. We you did all I mean? of that. But uh but anyway, so Boston Boston was a pretty hairy town. Mm-hmm. And I just when I think back and I saw Karen's tease for her story. I think, man, how did we, like, how did we ever survive? Back then, by the way, mm-hmm. they couldn't search for your phone records on the GPS app and no. find out where you were, you know. But they could drag the river. <laughs> they could drag the river. Yeah. <laughs> Just scary stuff. So anyway, we'll have Karen on, the 30-year talk radio vet. Right. But I also want to have Lizzie on, mm-hmm. uh, Ed's main squeeze, who is 21 years old. And um, we're going to do, try very hard to not talk about the massive age difference between them. That's why I'm getting it out right now. <laughs> okay. I really want to know what it's like to be 21 in this world. Um, and I guess my prejudice is that when I was 21, I did not care at all about the world. Mm-hmm. We didn't know a fraction of no. the stuff that kids know growing up. No. We didn't... We knew nothing. We didn't have access to anything. We had Encyclopedia Britannica and Boys Life magazine, and that was about it. And how many, how many sisters? Did, how many people in your family, by the way? Oh, my family. I I no, 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 no. Oh, Zips. Uh, Zips. How many two, in yours? I had two older sisters. Two older actually. sisters. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's not so bad. Yeah, I mean, today, I could just imagine to be twenty-one today, yeah. and to have a, a supercomputing device in your hand. Mm-hmm. With all the access to all, just about all of human knowledge and all of human addiction and distraction and traps yeah. and fraud and real news and fake news and it, 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 like it's on one hand it's this incredible buffet, yeah. But it would be like being on a cruise ship and having no one tell you what a calorie is, right? <laughs> Good analogy. You yeah. might be disappointed then, Bobby, because she's not um, one who has the the phone glued to her hip. 
She isn't. In fact, no, it sits there for hours and she doesn't touch it. Doesn't touch it. That's amazing. Yeah. Does she know that uh, she's, does she know that, is that an effort or is it just not of interest to her? No, it's, it's, um, she's, she's not a techie, uh, so to speak. She's a bit of a hippie, a bit of an old soul, oh. you know. God yeah, bless does. her. God bless yeah. her. Yeah. So no, um, she, um, she's not attracted to guys her own age is another thing that you, I don't want to speak to, I don't want to say that to her, but I'll say it. Well, that's her. what she tells me. Is, yeah. Am I getting a story? Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> but, you know, she gets a lot of, uh, she gets a lot of attention and, and, and it's unwelcome on her right. part. So. Now, you're not going to get married, right? Uh, well, I never say never, but that's not the yeah. plan, no. If you did, I'm, I'm watching this divorce show. Everyone should have a prenup. Um, I well, I, well, the one time that I was uh, engaged, I did have a prenup. So. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. You were rich. Um, I wasn't rich by any stretch of the imagination. I managed to uh, attain middle class status, and for a kid from the projects, that was a big accomplishment. You know, it's a big. Um, zips firmly in the upper middle class. He lives in his beautiful neighborhood. Oh. Uh-huh. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> In her house, I should say. Ah. Oh, yeah, but that's because they're not at his vacation home oh, I see. on the Florida Come coast. On. Investment oh. I'm building you up. What are you? It's a tenement. Investment property. Okay. No, well, Zip's done very well for himself. And Zip, uh, Zip did it without, you know, traveling around the world and, and having his hair turn white by the time he's 50. <laughs> Which is attractive on some oh. people. Yeah. Zip spent about fifty grand on attorneys during my rough patch. Let me throw that into the fray there. Too. Oh boy! Yes, there's Good a certain boy. sheriff. You want to give him a plug? That's Joe Arpaio. Yes, remember Joe Arpaio? Joe Arpaio. He was pardoned by Trump. <gasps> oh, that's <very> <laughs> he was the guy, the wild sheriff of the you know the Wild West guy in Phoenix, Maricopa okay. County. Yeah. And you had a run in with him. Well, I didn't have a run in with him, but. I fell under the auspices ah, said of his jurisdiction. Yes. You done crossed somebody in the wrong county, son. What we have here is a <laughs> failure to communicate. <laughs> I don't want to say any more because unless Zip, oh, Zip right. wants it's to share right. it. All right. It's all did, right. did you uh, stay at his hotel? I did. <laughs> I did. Is that what the I kids did. are calling him now? Yeah, calling it the hotel. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they haven't been, bounced anybody yet. But I have no, never been no, arrested no. or incarcerated. It's still on my bucket list. Though. But so, so here's the thing: we all have, Pass. and I'm and I'm going to include everybody listening right now. All of you sure. out there, yeah. we all have things in our past. And behaviors and screw ups. And in by in the past I mean maybe even a half hour ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um but it makes us human, right? Right. And you can be you can go through that stuff and you can get you know, stuck in a spin cycle. Yeah. It's easy you, enough. Yeah. Or you can, you know, I don't want to say learn something. Just try to change your patterns. And some people can do it. And some people can't, yeah. Yeah. Should we judge the people who can't, or should we always be there to reach out a helping hand? Everyone's situation is different. That's the it problem. Is. I think there has to be a combination of things for people to successfully change patterns. Mm -hmm. you know? I really do. 
I, especially with addictions, I think you really do have to kind of blow up your life in, in some instances to, yeah. to start over. Oh, you have to hit bottom is what they tell you. Oh, whoo. Yep. Sheriff That's Joe, it. do you remember Zip? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a quiet. They thought I was a cop. They st- everyone you, stayed away from me. You look like <clears throat> a cop. Yeah. Yeah. He has that I cop walk thing. by, they yeah. go, there goes 5-0. Oh, Jesus, that's, that's comforting. <laughs> and now, and look at you now. Yeah. Zip's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, for a no. narc. The, the indiscretions were all alcohol-based, so that's not a part of my life, and that's a good thing. Amazing when you remove the alcohol. <laughs> How hard it is to light that lamp. <laughs> I had one therapist. That's all he ever said. You, you know, I, every time I go, on, I, this is wrong, this is wrong. This, you know, you know what I'm going to tell you, don't you? Yeah, to stop drinking. Yeah. Well, listen, this is wrong, this is wrong. Every t- oh, That's all he ever did. Right. He just said, look, you got to quit drinking. Come back and talk to me when you're not drinking. I said, right. Today, Zip and I had yeah. a really wonderful day. We actually hung out together today. Yeah, How we about did. That? It was fun. It was the yeah. grand opening of the... Probably, I, I believe, actually, I can say this for sure, the most expensive minor league baseball park <laughs> ever built. I saw it. And it's in Worcester, Massachusetts. And it was built by the same folks, some of the same folks, who built Camden Yards, wow. which is known as the first modern, amazing ballpark. If you've ever been to Camden Yards in Baltimore, it's just... Uh, it's astounding. Uh, and, and by the way, part of what's astounding is very beautiful, luxury boxes, comfortable seating, you know, gorgeous on the outside, great brickwork, but also more ways to make money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every possible upgrade you could buy, club mm-hmm. level. It uh, kind of reminded me of an airport, sort of. You know what I mean? Every oh, this park, area. Polar Park. Yes, yes. Yeah. In that uh, great, you know, enticing food things, places to hang. Cinnabon. <laughs> no, but it, no, it's not like that. It's it's better stuff than Cinnabon. Although I'm sure if you want, if you want to eat that way, you can find it. I I can't do it. Anywhere in America. And and I just got to say this because everybody, I swear to God, I talked to virtually everybody that I was standing around next to all afternoon. I've never seen so many happy people in my life. People were friggin' thrilled. Thrilled to be outside. They were thrilled to be watching a game. They were just so happy. It was really and I, cool. And, and, and it's, a, it's not the Red Sox because it's the Red Sox minor league team. Right. And it's in Worcester, so they call it. The Woo Socks. Mm. <laughs> woo I like Socks. I, I like that. It's really awesome. And to sing the national anthem. Seriously, this was this is actually worth talking about uh, yeah. on a national mm. podcast because, yeah. well, first of all, Zip and I were, you know, got to hang out. We had our masks on except when we were, you know, this is the thing I don't understand now. Wear your mask walking into the restaurant, but That's as soon as you get out of a crowded yeah. table, take it off because you got to yeah. eat, right? Yeah. Um, so we took our masks off a few times, but um, it's, it's senseless, but you have to follow it. Well, the park was at 25% capacity, and they had put zip ties on 75% of the chairs. Wow. To enforce it, it was very clever. Was um, it in honor of zip or? No, <laughs> zip ties. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and. The guy who came out to sing the national anthem 
James Taylor. James Get Taylor and his son, you're Henry. You're kidding yeah. me. You're yeah. kidding no. me. I'll send you the link. I actually videotaped Oh, my it. God. One of my you. favorite voices on the planet. And so, and it, yeah. such Americana, you know? Oh, yeah. He was just perfect. Just, oh. just beautiful. And so, uh, Zip and I hung out, and we did all the, you know, meet and greet for like an hour and a half beforehand, and then uh, about halfway through the game... Uh, Zip's got his camera because he's taking some footage for, you know, he does a lot of commercials, television yeah, yeah, commercials sure. and stuff. And he's like, I got to get some stock footage. Too, and... too cheap for Shutterstock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I, and <laughs> as I see Zip, I'm like, you're, you're splitting, aren't you? No, I'm just walking around to get a few more shots, but in case I don't see you, have a good yeah. day. And, yeah. and like I had, you know, Lisa and I had a two and a half hour drive back to Vermont. So I was thinking, I'll listen to the rest of the game on the radio. And you do this thing when you're meeting and greeting, and you say, hi, everybody. You make sure you say hi to everybody. Um, And it was cold, by the way. It was windy and cold. Opening day generally Uh, is. And also, I'm the type of person who likes, so when I watch a ball game, Mm -hmm. in fact, when I do just about anything except for this, I'm pretty antisocial. Hmm. I like to put on the headphones listen to the play-by-play announcers and really watch uh, the same way I imagine what the pilot is doing on the plane, whether he put the flaps down and whether he put the... You know what I mean? I like to watch and I like to put my mind in the head of the manager and the hitter and the pitcher. That's the drama of baseball for me. So so anyway, we've... And we met some great people. There's this one guy there, uh, Charles Steinberg, who uh, was the PR person for the Baltimore Orioles back in 1988 Mm -hmm. when they planned on building Camden Yards. And he has this really kind but somewhat nutty idea that I made that possible. Okay. Apparently, when the Orioles lost 21 games in a row. Oh, yes. And you... (laughs) Yes, your your defining moment. And I did this on-air marathon. There was this thing going on where the old gentleman who owned... Was it William Clay Bennett? I think that was his name. The guy who owned the Orioles was, I guess, getting ready to sell, and new buyers were coming in, and they were. The team was so bad, losing mm-hmm. twenty-one games in a row, that you know the deal was ready to fall apart. And they're riding in on a train, and it was the first game back after winning their twenty-second game. Uh-huh. And for some reason, they made a big deal out of me. Now, remember how insecure I am. (laughs) But they made a big deal out of me doing that marathon. And I was throwing out the first pitch. And I screwed that up, too. (laughs) I know the feeling, Bob. Yes, Dr. Fauci. It bounced. Uh, But apparently, as the story is told, they're riding into the game on the train, the future owner's... And they um, they do they're hemming and hawing the deal to do Camden Yards, and they said it's sold out after losing twenty one games in a row, and they shook hands and said let's go for it. If this team can make money, any team yeah, can make yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so anyway, the, the the person who put this park together is very nice to me about it, and very Zip good. is very um, he's just annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was he was thrilled to be talking to him. It was wonderful, and and so anyway, we had a good time. And James Taylor sang for us. Wow! I mean, James is. Uh, do you know how old he is? 
73. Oh, we Wikipedia'd. Okay. And James was, he sang beautiful. He sang like a bird. Yeah, he's, he hasn't lost a step. No, no, he no. practices. Yeah, uh, and so that. anyway, Lisa, and so Zip slinks away, and I know he didn't stay for another hour shooting uh, footage. And Lisa and I said, well, there's only there's a few innings left, so uh, we said our goodbyes, and we got in the car. And this is the story of everyone's life who leaves a game early. Uh-huh. The Woo Sox were down. It was nice, but, you know, it was, they were down. It was cold. It was cold and windy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get in the car. It's a grand slam! <laughs> oh, <no shit>. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing it. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, and probably future Hall of Famer stars, because that's what minor league ball <laughs> of course. is all about. The farm team. And, um, you know, and they won 8-5. to five. Uh, for their inaugural stadium thing. So if you're ever in Worcester, first off, sorry you took a wrong turn. It's a wonderful <laughs> place. You should really, you know, you should really enjoy it. But if you're ever in Worcester, um, it's the most, it's not just the most expensive, but it's really the best minor league park in the entire country. You know what else I thought about, the, you know, the entire day today was Worcester for so many, I've, as long as I've been in New England, which has been my whole life, has always lived in the shadow of Boston. Always, oh, so you overlooked. Live, of course. Yeah. You live second in largest city, in New England. Yeah. Can't stand, you know, just. And so that's what that's when you're like being kind to Worcester out. because armpit of New England would come up from time to time. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. uh, but it's not. It's uh, it's amazing architecture. It's uh, and of course it's undergoing. There's a story the other day about how small and medium sized cities around the country. Yeah, Renaissance time. Yeah, it's Renaissance time for them. Yeah. Yep. And the big cities um, are Depleted. losing population. Yeah. Unless, unless you're Seattle, you know, unless you're one of the places where just tons is happening. Right. But um, uh, you know, Worcester is just coming on strong. I mean, this ballpark, you walk in, you think you're in a major league park. Yeah, and the pictures I saw, that's what I, I remember thinking. That looks like Tiger Stadium. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And you know what Zip and I have? Uh, a ball from the game? No. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's cooler than that. Uh, the You have uh, one of the bases. No, no, it's less illegal than that. Okay. We have, um, we have laminates. Laminates from opening day. Well, we're press. Yeah, of course. And sure. I, 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 just, I can't tell you, first off, the... the, the, the Manager of our station is the coolest guy in the world, Bob Goodell. But mm-hmm. then, and he handed me this. I was like, "This is the first free thing I've gotten." <laughs> <laughs> Are you having withdrawal from not, broadcast? Not true. Bob? Well, back in the years when when we were doing the <laughs> oh, radio, I know I used to collect them. Well, these concert people, they would call me and go, "We need you to come see the concert," and I'd be like, "I have to go to bed at eight thirty. and I would literally drive to see a show for thirty minutes so I could talk yeah. about it. Right. And then I would race home. I would take an Ambien and try to go to sleep. And I, uh, and I remember thinking in the last few years before I was going to retire, I remember thinking, as soon as you retire, all of this free shit goes away. <laughs> <laughs> Almost all of it, yeah. yeah. And as soon as you retire, by the way, then you'll have time to enjoy it, but it will be gone. And it was cool. It was fine. I mean, yeah. I always felt a little guilty, uh, but not guilty enough not to accept. Yeah. But a little guilty being a member of the press 
And the venue wanted you there to talk. It's sort of like if politicians had a conscience, right. <laughs> how they should feel when they get campaign donations. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's true. It's a quid pro quo situation. Yeah. Don't That's worry, Pfizer. We'll fix that Oxycontin <laughs> problem for you. No problem. How much? Give me a million yeah. bucks. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so I always felt weird about go. that. Yeah, and I still have some of those perks. I still have the uh, the magic parking pass that gets me past the uh, the gate. The parking is indoor at the station, and the gates are from the '30s, so they literally open up like the gates of Oz. Mm. Oh, you know, like they're, they're scissor oh, gates, and they're probably about yeah. thirty feet tall. And they go. <laughs> there's this really elaborate mechanical system that opens them up, and it opens up with my card, and then another one gets me on the elevator. That's so limited cool. access. We yeah. all want to be. It makes you, know, you feel you upgraded know, like and yeah. spiffed. And and by the way, that's what the internet does for the masses. Yeah. The feeling that we were blessed enough to have when in order to be a broadcaster, you had to be hired by somebody and you had to get through a whole bunch of hoops. Yeah. And then when you were a broadcaster, you were one of a few elite, you know, five people on a radio station that got four hours. Right. And the tech companies know that the desire that we all have to be heard mm -hmm. and to mean something and to say something. And so what they've done with Facebook and all the social media sites is they've lowered the... Maybe lowered bar. the bar. Well, I'm going to yeah. say it because that's what I mean. That's what it is. <laughs> I, don't mean to criticize like you. Bob. I don't mean to criticize you people who are crawling over the bar at ground level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you got in through the basement window. Yeah, we had to take the stairs. Me, well, it makes me sound elitist. And I certainly yeah. wouldn't want to sound elitist. <laughs> but what uh. they've done is there are no qualifications now to be a global broadcaster. Right. And and that's okay. I, I, I love it. Well, you that. can't incite a, an insurrection. That that gets you off the list. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, is that true? Only the people who got really, really caught. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, so you can't, um, you can't fault the idea that it's a level playing field now. No. But here's what happens. The audience goes wherever the fire burns hottest. Oh, the reddest meat is. And, and so, uh, like, we used to have, like, CBS would, you know, they do the evening news and they'd want to try and get a big audience, so they'd try not to offend anybody, which made them somewhat impartial. Uh, people always harken back to the days of Walter Cronkite and say, they just said the news. They, they still had person. They were, Walter Cronkite rolled his eyes if he didn't like something. You could always, human beings could subtly communicate. We all have bias. Yeah. We have okay. tells, yeah. Yes. Uh, but it was, that was a business decision to be as non-offensive as possible yeah. to get the Carson biggest formula. audience. Because back mm -hmm. then there were only three networks. And now, I mean, Zip has his own network on his phone. You have the Ed <laughs> Kelly network. I do. Every Everyone has a multimedia global broadcasting platform. And these networks are getting creamed by us. Yeah. So the yeah. networks 
have to, and, and this is what happens in all media, by the way, when something is hugely successful, like if there was a big TV show that was, a, you know, The Simpsons, for example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. groundbreaking, who knew you could have a cartoon for adults and be edgy? And then boom, Family Guy, boom, like 10 more, Adult yep. Swim, right? Yep. And that's the way everything goes. So when YouTube and Twitter and Facebook started to become bigger and have a bigger audience than all the traditional broadcasters, they have to compete on that level. And a lot of them are the traditional broadcasters, at least in radio, where the um, digital side used to be, ah, it's an alternate revenue stream. We'll put on a website. Yeah, we'll stream. Yeah, yeah. Now it's making more money than the radio station. Some, in in some cases, yes. It, yes. In some cases, yes. So it's interesting. It's, uh, it's like everything that human beings, every generation, we build something that scares us. Every generation builds something that scares us. Yes. Uh, like when we were kids, we had fallout shelters, you know, we had bomb shelters yeah. because we had invented nuclear weapons. And it was in the media, which needs us to be freaked out. So a watch was like freaking out. We're going to blow up the planet. And, and it was a real concern. Uh, the other thing about blowing up the planet is it'd be very bad for banks. <laughs> Every, <yeah. laughs> And everything. <laughs> and all business. So yeah. so far it hasn't happened. Where it's not healthy for children or other living things. No. And uh, and now we've invented this internet, which is kind of, and you know how I say internet. Internet, yeah. Which is kind of yeah. smarter than we are. It's got algorithms that are, and believe me, they're not manipulating us for any evil purpose. They're manipulating us for profit. Of course. We are the product. Yeah, and we are the product. And so, you know, we're... I, uh, is Who's going to win, man or the algorithm? Uh, well, well, Hal. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> it depends Close the on... pod bay door, Zip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, th- I think at the... Al- I, well, I pray at the end of the day that, you know, where, where government gets, steps in and, boy, relying on government will get you killed. But there will be some regulation that comes about that keeps, like genetic engineering scares okay. the shit out of me. So, you know, uh, you know, sometimes you always call me tinfoil Bob because I will always try to put out there theories that not everyone else is putting out there. Right. Uh, but I'm not really the tinfoil, you know, 9-11 was an inside job. I'm not, I don't go, the moon, we never landed on the moon. I don't like those. No. Uh, but what I, uh, the tinfoil thing that I do cop to is the phrase follow the money. Yeah. And and so I believe that the money governs us more than the government. I I, I, I would concede on that point. Yeah, I believe the money controls the government. And I actually yeah. think that, and you guys, you know, nobody's going to go along with me on this, but I think the whole political party system is just like Rock'em Sock'em robots to keep us... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me put my To keep my us at up. each other's throats, yeah. Because I will say to my Republican friends, they'll be like, it's immigration, it's Biden. And I'll be like, well, when you guys were in, why didn't you fix it? Yeah. because every, And then it'll be like, it's health care. It's the horrible Republicans. I'm like, well, when we had the supermajority, why didn't we fix it? And we sort of did something, but the, the you ever notice the main issues... Never, never, they, they they last for thousands and hundreds of years. 
Yeah, they never get completely um, resolved. You can read about Im- out of control immigration, mm-hmm. except any, the, cent- any any decade in any century, well, yeah. all over the world, except yeah. when this country was first founded. And I didn't know this. There were no immigration rules. Everybody was welcome. Well, they were. They were enforced by a hatchet. No, 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 no. In, in the beginning, there was no such thing as illegal immigration until, oh, I'm going to look it up because okay. I've read it, but that doesn't mean I'm cap- I'm qualified. Reading, reading, reading and retaining are two different things, yeah. No, in, in other words, and by the way, I watch, I get a lot of stuff from TV shows. That's so if okay. you watch that show Hell on Wheels, which is about the expansion of the railroads, mm-hmm. um, one railroad's being built by Chinamen. And the other railroad was being built by freed slaves. And so even back then in the mid-1800s, it was just after the Civil War when the slaves were freed. Best memory I have. I think that's correct. (laughs) But even back then, cheap labor is how progress is made. Every country was founded on cheap labor almost. Of course. And so now our slaves are overseas because we... They well, stole our jobs. No, yeah. we wanted everyday low prices at Walmart. We wanted, we yeah. wanted children to make our Apple Watches. Yeah. Right. So for a long time, this is and this is from the History Channel, so you know they got it from Wikipedia. Until the late 19th century, there was no such thing as illegal immigration to the United hmm. States. So because was there was a, no law against it. So it was an act of Congress. Yeah. Uh, the United States became an independent nation, obviously 1776. Yes. Uh, before that, Africans had unwillingly entered. Unwillingly. That's nice. And Europeans entered as settlers. Yes. Um, immigrants, uh, settlers, I mean, there was there was no laws. There was like, if you come here, you're here. Yeah. And Here's, here's 40 acres and a mule. Yes. And by the way... When immigration was first a problem, there were a lot of people that were anti-certain kinds of immigration. Of course. Us and them. There was a huge anti-Irish faction in the United States. Anti-Catholic sentiment was rampant. And uh, people from Southern and Eastern Europe and China were coming over just before the turn of the century into the 1900s. They were, people here resented the Chinese, Italians, uh, and they made laws, you know, making them second-class citizens. Right. Uh, California was one of the first places to pass, pass an immigration law. I guess they were tired of too many people. Uh, and it was called the... Chi- is this it? Oh, the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882. Oh, so... Ripped from the headlines in 1882 or <laughs> yesterday? I just <to> say. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> Do you know about the opium wars? Uh, let me say the opium wars. Either the ones during the Obama administration or 1856. No, I'm not aware. Yeah. Oh yeah, opium as as, a, as the, the what what they make heroin from. Yes. 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 The derivative of the poppy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's crazy. Like if you, but here's the thing: no one is going to discuss history in a Facebook text. <laughs> no, it's not known for putting things <laughs> no. in the context. No. <laughs> yeah. No. 
Uh, it's sniping over the fence as opposed to, yeah. yeah. I'm looking at a picture of, of a, you know, what do they call them that the, they would uh, hammer up these posters on the on Postal the trees. bills, uh, things, yeah. Yeah, po- well, it was, shall we have Chinese? No exclamation point. No exclamation point. No exclamation point. Make America great. No, I'm sorry. That doesn't say that. <laughs> it does not say make America great again. Yeah. <laughs> He's gilding the lily again. Uh, in 1902, <laughs> the U.S. Supreme Court made Chinese immigration permanently illegal. Oh, boy. Chinese population of the U.S. sharply declined. And that's 1902, and here we are. Picking on them again. In 2021, mm-hmm. blaming the Chinese. It's the Kung Flu, after all. I know. Yeah. By the way, today really felt like the pandemic was close to over. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little cocky because okay. of my vaccination. Mm-hmm. And I, by cocky, I don't mean I'm not wearing a mask. I still wear a mask, but then I whip it off. You're just a little more cavalier. Well, outside. Yeah. And if I'm in a restaurant 12 feet from another table. <laughs> and, and by the way, I know it's not as safe as before the pandemic because 95% is not the same as 100%. Right. But that remaining 5% never get a serious, very rarely get a serious illness or end up in the hospital. Right. So I feel like it's just the flu. And for years I was like, who cares? And having followed the good doctor in England and all the minutia that he has espoused, you know the math is in your favor. Um, it's so hard today to get statistics. And when you throw them at people, they're going to believe whatever they already believe. Yeah. And... Most people, and I'm really coming to terms with this, most people, including myself, Mm -hmm. only know a fraction of what there is to know about everything. Right. And so, and what we do as humans is we gather a bunch of stuff in our basket that makes our point for the thing we believe in. Yeah, whatever supports our narrative, yeah. And then we go to verbal war against the (laughs) other village. Yeah. We put the paint on then, our faces. And then I go, I'm running out of liberal arrows. What do I do now? <laughs> Get another quiver. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. All of us are just, it, it's all pretty much hearsay. And that's the scary well, thing. And we're parrots. Yes. Yes. The scary thing is that, look, I believe in science and I believe based on the preponderance of evidence that I'm aware of, the global warming is a real thing. But if you ask me to get up and make a presentation to oh, a bunch of skeptics of, of, of the science, I'm going to like, yeah. talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> and there's almost as much evidence yeah. against it as there is for it. Well, and so it's the same thing with the stolen election, with millions of votes uh, stolen by the Dominican uh, voting machines. Uh, no. If, yes, it is. No, it's yes, it not. is. If no. you believe that, if you believe, because that's the research you've done, uh, then ha- like you can't prove a negative. So I can't prove to you it didn't happen. I can prove that all of my credible sources say it didn't happen. Right? What about the courts? Aren't they credible? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Courts get all kinds of stuff wrong. 
Okay. Um, now, do all I believe the, that the, all over the country, including the Supreme Court, including all the Republican appointed ones? <laughs> yes. But here's the thing: <laughs> staffed by if Republican I, appointees. If I load those facts into my bag and start throwing them at people who are armed with nuclear memes, <laughs> <laughs> nuclear memes. Yeah, I will lose. Yeah. It's just okay. Eh, eh, nuclear <laughs> memes. <laughs> I gotta write that one yeah. down. A, f- a fact is like a vegetable trying to sprout. And uh, there's alternate facts. <laughs> you know, you've heard the expression a, a lie gets halfway around the world before the truth puts the truth on its pants. Puts on its pa- pants, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but in order, you know, and so I. Uh, I'm going to eat uh, me spinach. He's turning and, into soupy sails. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like these people with yeah. their facts. <laughs> Look, I don't like it. Can't we, as Rodney uh, King <laughs> said, can't we all get along? Yes. No, he yeah. did not say that. He didn't say that? No, he said, can we get along? Can we get oh, along? Oh. Yes. And it's been all has been added over the years. Go back to the tape, kids. Hold on. Well, let me go to the internet because when Al Gore invented the internet, he made it very easy for me to search this stuff. He said, can we just get along? Can we just get along? Okay. Or can we get along? He did not say all. When someone has a baton in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's not always easy to figure out what they're saying. Anyway, so that's what I believe. I just want to get along with everybody. And whenever someone wants to talk about it, we're, I, I, I'm super sad. <laughs> we're all spinning around on this rock in space. Let's just have fun and be nice yeah. to each other. Okay. Uh, that's it for the show, unless someone else has an important announcement. No, I, have, I do not have an impotent announcement. Okay. <laughs> uh, on uh, Thursday's show, we'll have Spike O'Neill. We will talk a little bit about a very controversial term, vaccine passports. Ah, yes. We'll talk about that. And... Uh, if you're a Patreon, thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless. If you're not, you can always go to, Bob, uh, what is it, patreon.com slash Bob Rivers. And you can always email us, show at bobandzip.com. Keep those cards and letters coming, kids. Now, wait a second. Hey, before we add, uh, there's three different stories where it's, he uh, King said, can we all just get along? On okay. his grave marker, it says, can we all get along? All right. Go to the videotape what it is? of him. All right. All right. By the way, the videotape was doctored by Ed. <laughs> I'm guilty as charged. Uh, hold on. He dubbed in Soupy Sales voice. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, uh, I think Ed is right. Uh, can we all get along? Right. Racial and ethnic minorities in American history... Can we all get along is quoted everywhere. Mm. Uh, but let me see. Is is uh, can we all get along or can't we all? So, <laughs> by the way, do you ever do this online? Uh, I go like if I'm if I want to know something versus something else. Mm-hmm. I go. Can we all get along versus can't we all get along? And there's these people that argue about everything online. The event was videotaped by a bystander. People, I just want to say, you know, can we all get along? Can we get along? He said both things. Okay. Can we stop making making it horrible for the older people and the kids? 
It's just not right. It's just not right. It's not. It's not going to change anything. Please, we'll get our justice. Please, we can get along here. We can. We all can get along. I mean, we're all stuck here for a while. Let's try to work it out. But you know what? What it has morphed into is, can't we all just get along? And he never said that. That's not what he said. No, you're partially right. And by the way, in a battle of (laughs) nuclear memes, being partially right is a total win. (laughs) (laughs) Winners and losers. Remember this golden classic.
Bunch of clowns. 